We've got you here at episode 79. What do mums, bearded old men, children and teenagers have in common? They all love a barbecue. And more specifically, they all love tomato sauce, barbecue sauce and ketchup. And shockingly, as you'll learn throughout this episode, a bottle of this stuff is basically a bottle of diabetes. And many parents start addicting their kids unintentionally to these extremely unnatural sugar-created flavors from below the age of one year old. No wonder the world is fat, sick, and nearly dead, right? (laughs) However, there is a whole other side to this conversation and one that might add a few years to your life. So here's the deal. You listen to this episode and I guarantee you'll add a few more sleeps to your life and improve the quality of the life that your children will have. Sound like a deal? Deal. (laughs) Let's dive in. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Welcome to today's episode of the show. It's my personal mission to coach 150 individuals to achieve the sustainable, healthy lifestyle that they truly want before December 2020, this year. And speaking of this year, I hope that isolation hasn't caused you to totally throw your health goals out of the window. But if you feel like you have let things slip a little or you're feeling lost, then you are more than welcome to join my free Facebook group called Health Hacks for Humans, where I talk regularly every single week about high-end nutrition and intermittent fasting, as well as a bunch of other health-related topics. The link to join that is in the show notes below. And let that be step one for you getting back to the healthiest version of you. All right. So, Today on the show, we have a wonderful guest who's a pretty interesting guy and has some cool stuff in his life going on, especially how he got to where he is now. He started off as a helicopter pilot in the US Navy for eight years and followed that up with business school and entrepreneurship, having been a part of projects from migrant worker housing in the Middle East through to building greenhouses in the desert amongst other projects from Ghana, Bulgaria, China, and Egypt before landing back in the USA. In his personal life, he is a health enthusiast and I totally connect to his passion of helping people get beyond fad and hype in the diet world and stick to core nutrition principles. Totally relate to that. And if you are a regular listener, then you too know that that totally aligns with this show. So, that passion led him to founding his company, True Made Foods. They make ketchup, barbecue sauce and sriracha using vegetables. Yeah, that's right. Real vegetables instead of sugar, which if you have kids, I'm sure you want to know more about. So, without further ado, I bring to you Mr. Abe K. Mark. Welcome to the show, mate. Thanks, Matty. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Not a problem at all. I'm glad to have you here, especially in this interesting time in history that we're experiencing right now. Yeah, it is. uh, This is (laughs) once in a century, right? So... Hopefully, once in a century. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I'm curious before we jump into talking about uh, ketchup and tomato sauce, as we call it here in Australia, I'm just curious how you went from flying helicopters to serving up tomato sauce. Tell us that journey. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well, if you had told me, you know, 10 years ago that I would end up selling ketchup, I would have thought you were crazy. Like, I never thought I would end up here, especially because I, I one of the reasons I started the business is actually because I hate ketchup. <laughs> I've always hated ketchup. I thought it's disgusting. It's it's so sweet. It's all, nothing but sugar. It's red sugar. Um, you really shouldn't call it tomato sauce. You should call it sugar sauce in 
<laughs> Australia. <laughs> it actually has uh, more sugar per ounce than ice cream. If you if you do the uh, uh, the calculation by ounce, there is, um, and your standard American ketchup, there is six point two five grams of sugar in every ounce, and in vanilla ice cream, there is uh, six grams of sugar in every ounce. So ketchup is worse for you than ice cream. Um, and so I've always hated it. I thought it was, you know it kills taste. I'm much more of a mustard or a you know hot sauce guy. Um, but then you have kids, right? And as a young parent, I had dreamy, starry-eyed ambitions of my children eating super healthy and loving very complex and wonderful flavors. And then next thing I know, I have kids who are pouring ketchup all over their food, and I just can't get them to stop. <laughs> and that was just you know one of the things that spurred me on to 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 start this business. Yeah, I remember growing up, my sister and I, and she might listen to this episode, I remember my sister used to have um, tomato sauce sandwiches between two of the whitest, whitest pieces of bread, maybe some butter, and just tomato sauce. (laughs) My little sister, I I used to cringe, I still cringe every time I think about this, my little sister used to eat um, salami and ketchup sandwiches. It was probably one of the grossest things I've ever seen, but... Yeah, I remember my sister and I did the same thing growing up. (laughs) (laughs) It's all that sugar and salt combined together right there. That that bliss point, Um, right? (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Perfect bliss point. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, so we, you know, it was all about trying to get my kids to eat healthier. And uh, I figured, you know, there's got to be other parents who are suffering through this like I am, especially because ketchup as a parent, ketchup is just one of those things that you're constantly giving into because you're getting the kid to eat the rest of the meal. Right. And, um, you know, I I had my cousin, his daughters were used to put ketchup on their broccoli and, you know, his wife would just be like, it gets them to eat their broccoli. Right. So, yeah, and I think there's people all around the world who have that, parents all around the world who have that same problem. And um, and it also is like a personal thing for me is a little vendetta thing, because one thing that gets me in the U.S. here is a lot of these extremely unhealthy um, companies that are you know, literally poisoning. I don't think it's as reach to say that, you know, Kraft Heinz and Coca-Cola, they're poisoning America. They're feeding us sugar hand over fist, um, just feeding us with processed food um, and you're trying to dominate um, the food service and the retail channels and with unhealthy foods. And, you know, they position themselves as this very pro-America, Americana, we are America, everything about America. Like if you see a Coca-Cola commercial or a Kraft Heinz or a Heinz commercial, you know, it's all about, you know, nostalgia and how great they are and core to the everything America from barbecues to being with family and sharing good times. And yet at the same time, I mean, like, could you imagine like selling crack with, or cocaine or heroin with that same type of message? Like it would be awful. And that's basically what they're doing. So, you know, as a former military member, like the, uh, as a veteran, that was, that's something that really struck me as something I really wanted to take down was, and stop was that, Hey, these guys are not America. Uh, They're not even owned by American Americans anymore. Um, you know, Kraft Heinz is owned by 3G, which is a Brazilian private equity company. And it's, uh, they don't have America at heart and they're not thinking about us or making a better communities. They're just thinking about, you know, making us addicted to their sugar laden substances. So, um, I thought, you know, who else, uh, if uh, nobody else is going to do it, I better do it and take these guys on. 
Yeah, and certainly being in Australia and not from the US, I think most of uh, my listeners that aren't from the US can relate to knowing that Americans really are very patriotic people. And I guess for the marketing and advertising companies to play on that patriotism as a way to essentially fuel your own death with like in the long term when talking chronic disease and diabetes and stuff like that in the context of sugar and i was actually just on the quit sugar summit um which was just recently with uh 49 other medical health experts and you know sugar is the crux of so many diseases and just interesting that you talk about the uh patriotism in the marketing for these types of products yeah and it's um and that's what really bugs me you know and because you should not have to, you know, you shouldn't have to give up baseball and your baseball cookouts or your church, you know, picnic um, to eat healthy, right? Um, and so that's why I founded one of the driving reasons behind why, why I founded TrueMate Foods was to try to go after this and create a food company where, you know, you can, you know, that's why we focus a lot right now on, on ketchup and barbecue sauce um, because, you know, we want people to have these, uh, these, have your little league um, cookout uh, or your fundraiser where you're selling hot dogs and hamburgers or your, your, your church picnic, um, you know, where people are grilling or serving barbecue and we can make it healthier without any real sacrifice. Right. Um, The, the nostalgia, the community, all those things can be done without the sugar. Right. And, and we can bring these things together and, you know, grilling out, um, you know, cooking hamburgers and hot dogs, um, as you say here in the U S like doesn't need to be unhealthy. It's like these little things like the sauces that we throw on top of it that are covered in sugar that really makes it so bad. Um, and so we can, we can change this and turn this, you know, from a very unhealthy habit that's core to the American culture to something that is, um, you know, extremely healthy and, and, much better because now it can be healthy from a uh, nutrition standpoint as well as from a community standpoint. Yeah, and there's so many cultures across the globe where barbecues are a a crucial part of their culture, including Australia. And I totally, yeah, relate to what you're saying about you know, making because everybody loves a barbecue. Everyone loves like walking outside and you can smell somebody nearby is cooking a barbecue. It it conjures up all of these great feelings and you know and, and nostalgia as you mentioned. But let's go into what the, the kind of tomato sauce that we have currently. Like, what's what's wrong with it? What are the problem ingredients? How much sugar is actually in there? You said before more than uh, ice cream, but how many tablespoons grams? Yeah. So what's key is in, in any ketchup or barbecue sauce is that sugar is usually the leading ingredient. Um, what Heinz does on their bottles um, in the U.S. here, almost all the ketchup is corn syrup, right? Um, because corn syrup is the dominant form of sweetener here in the U.S. Uh, and um, so what Heinz does to make tomatoes be the number one ingredient on their label is they break it up and they call it um, high fructose corn syrup and then corn syrup. So if you're, because in the U.S. on the, according to the FDA, the ingredients are listed on the label based on their weight. Um, so you know how or the percentage of the weight of the ingredient in the product, right? So um, to make sure that corn syrup is not their first ingredient, Heinz uh, breaks it uh, corn syrup up into two different types of corn syrup, so that they can put tomatoes, then high fructose corn syrup, and then corn syrup. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So otherwise, it would be over 60% corn 
called if they called it one thing, it would be corn syrup first because the the product is over sixty percent corn syrup, and um, there's over a quarter pound of refined sugar in every in your average like twenty ounce I think um, ketchup bottle. Wow! So it's it's a significant amount of sugar you're consuming at every given time. Um, if a uh, average family consumes a 20 ounce bottle of, you know, Heinz or regular or private label ketchup, um, a, a month. Um, so 12 bottles a year, they'd be consuming. I think if I believe it's, if I remember correctly, it's about 155, um, glazed donuts a year worth of sugar. Wow. So about a glazed donut every day, um, that you're adding to your family's, uh, um, diet without knowing it. Um, and that's one of the problem is, you know, there's a lot of focus on, uh, sugars and other products and things like this, but it's really, it's like things like condiments where they're really hidden, you know, and that's where people don't expect them to be. Um, they, uh, you know, the Lust, uh, Robert Lustwig Institute, um, he said, uh, I believe they have a stat there that says, you know, 80% of the products in uh, the average American grocery store have added sugar in them. And about 50% of those are kind of say, quote unquote savory products or product non-dessert products, products that you wouldn't expect to have sugar in it, right? So for ketchup, uh, cooking sauces, um, salad dressings, may- mayonnaise, that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> and none of these things, if you go back into American history, had sugar in them originally, in the original recipes anywhere. Um, cause sugar used to be expensive. And, uh, then, you know, after world war two, uh, you know, everything was industrialized significantly and the food system was industrialized. And so sugar got extremely cheap and corn syrup got even cheaper, um, cause there was such an overproduction of corn here in the U S and so they needed to do something with it. So a byproduct. And so <clears throat> then corn syrup and sugar just became staple ingredients in everything. And they're fantastic. If you're a food scientist working for a big food company, sugar is amazing for you because it's a, um, it works so many ways. I mean, it, it makes the product taste better. Um, and it's a stabilizer, right? So it's a preservative and a stabilizer. So it helps add, you know, shelf life, um, and, uh, reduces the, uh, cooking heats and things like that. So it makes it so much easier to make a packaged food if you add sugar to it. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating, and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below.
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, interesting you mentioned Robert Lustig. He was on the Quit Sugar Summit with me, which is a pretty cool connection. But um, I was going to say, you mentioned as well that a lot of these recipes in their original form didn't have sugar in them. And so, what does the original recipe of ketchup look like and how does that compare to your product? Well, I mean, I think it, there's all kinds of history on ketchup. I have a book on it here somewhere, uh, Pure Ketchup. Um, but it's uh, ketchup actually originally used to not even have tomatoes in it. Um, if you go back to the, I think there was like, a, it was like a mushroom or a fish sauce that came out of Hong Kong or China. Um, uh, and then it, you know, navigated its way into European palates and then over to the United States. And then eventually people started using tomatoes with it. And I think, um, Heinz actually finally made it, um, popular with tomatoes. Right. But it was supposed to be, you know, tomatoes, vinegar, you know, tomatoes, vinegar, um, salt, and, uh, some type of sweetener to, to naturally, uh, sweeten it. And so what we did, um, instead of what we've done is, um, what I was inspired by was I grew up with an Italian mother cooking pasta sauces at an early age. So, uh, as the oldest kid and I helped out a lot in the kitchen. And so that's how I learned to cook, um, was helping out making dinners and things like that. And I learned to cook pasta sauce at an early age. And my mom always said, uh, only lazy Italians use sugar. And it's because <laughs> when you're making a pasta sauce, <laughs> you're making pasta sauce, you need to cut the acidity of the tomatoes a little bit and, um, throwing in sugar in there helps. So you can do that and it makes it like instantly done. Um, but the real way to do it, because obviously like in Sicily back in the day, sugar was not easily available and you would not waste it in a pasta sauce because it was expensive. Um, you would, uh, use carrots because carrots were cheap and is much, is, uh, much more available, um, to your average, you know, Italian peasant than sugar was. Um, and so carrots and onions and things like that, that you grew in your garden were the natural sweeteners of the day. Um, and if you cooked it long enough, especially it really kind of brought out all the natural sweetness, um, and cut the acidity of the tomatoes. And so we kind of did the same thing. So what we did, we experimented with different vegetables and we landed on, um, carrots, butternut squash, and then we threw in a little bit of spinach just to add a little bit of health to it. It doesn't really add anything to the flavor. Um, but yeah, the carrots and the butternut squash really, um, in our original product product really is what cut the, cut the sugar significantly. Um, and that was our original ketchup, which is 50% less sugar than a regular one. So we were able to cut the sugar significantly and add the vegetables instead. Um, and then we launched a no sugar ketchup uh, last year, um, which has done extremely well and it tastes amazing. And with that one, we kept the vegetables, but then we, to replace the, sh the remaining sugar, we added apple. Right. We actually um, cooked it. So uh, pureed apple. So everything in our product also too is pureed. It's not a, um, so you're getting all the fiber and the protein and things like that. Skin and all is cooked into it. Um, so you know, you're not losing anything, which is key. So it's not like a syrup or a, uh, we're not using a syrup or a, um, a juice or anything. It's a, you're using the entire vegetable the entire, and the entire fruit. And that way we're getting capturing, not only getting rid of the sugar, but capturing all the nutrition as well. Um, that sounds amazing. And it works extremely well. And I'm hoping that our sauces inspire people to look at the recipes that they're using in their cooking and think, you know, we don't have to add added sugar. We can use carrots. We can use celery. We can use, go back to the basics of, you know, using these root vegetables and things like that, that people used to cook with that your, you know, your great grandparents used to cook with. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I absolutely love what you're doing. And um, I guess, interestingly as well, people 
will probably taste a, a particular dish they love in a really different way if they, they take that approach as well. It'd be really probably much more authentic. No, it's much more authentic. It's much real. It tastes better. Um, you know, there's a, there's a real flavor in it. Um, I mean, the great thing about our ketchups and our barbecue sauces is that they taste real. They taste like the real thing. They, we can compete with the conventional products on taste. Um, we've done some really large samplings um, with surveys afterwards, uh, and we found that about 90 to 94% of um, people sampled usually prefer our ketchup afterwards. Nice. Um, we tend to focus on moms, so it's mostly like a mom, mom sampling. Um, but these are you know thousands of moms that we've sampled on this, and we get you know ninety to ninety four percent say they'll switch after tasting us because our taste can compete with the conventional ketchup, like Heinz, um, and uh, similar with our barbecue sauces. And uh, so you find like you, you'd be really surprised about how when you go back to really start cooking with things. Um, with the real food, how much better it can be. Um, you know, this is how, you know, this is really where our taste buds were really developed for. Um, and, uh, you know, it's something else that like was really upsetting me, not only about the food, the food world, but also like seeing the natural pro- natural industry, the natural food industry, which, you know, obviously we're part of, um, <clears throat> was that, you know, we were seeing a lot of the innovation that was happening when people would be like, uh, okay, we need to get sugar out of food. The first thing they do is they move to like a stevia or something like that, or uh, an artificial su- uh, or allulose or uh, sucralose, an artificial sweetener. And, you know, um, I find that to be so disheartening um, because I don't want to be eating stevia either. I don't want to be any- eating any of these refined sugars. Um, and not only just because they don't taste as good, but also like it's, there's no point. Like we don't need to be taking eating these refined sweeteners or these sugar alcohols in our food when there's real the you know the things that your body the reason your body craves sugar is because it wants to eat an apple because it's nutritious and it wants to eat carrots and sweet potatoes and things like that that are extremely nutritious and that are sweet to get you to eat them right so yeah um and thus make the food taste better Uh, so i'm hoping we can move that this way and create a new trend towards using real food and real vegetables and food instead of, you know, immediately thinking, uh, you know, we got to use some other type of refined uh, or chemically derived sweetener. I know that I'm very lucky to be in Melbourne and Melbourne in Australia is a very healthy city and there's relatively healthy options on almost every corner compared to many other cities in the world. But I'm really curious um, about, I guess, the way that you navigate the American market or anybody, any market really, like with putting vegetables into these products, do, do, do sort of a lot of quote-unquote purists or traditionalists sort of screw their nose up before they even try the healthy stuff or the, you know, the vegetable-filled tomato sauce or ketchup? Like how do you navigate that space of opening people's minds up to trying, you know, a healthier alternative? Yeah, it's really difficult. That is a big challenge. And actually, um, we struggled um, for most of the early years because we're trying to figure out the labels and how to address this on a label, right? Um, And the very first labels we had, which were terrible and really almost put us out of business (laughs) because they were so bad. These labels like didn't say anything about why we were different. They were just kind of pretty labels. And you know, because we we're um, and then we slowly started adding the. I still slowly started adding the vegetables into the label and to making these these call outs and adding the sugar call outs. Um, 
because we were worried that, you know, people would be like, oh, vegetable ketchup, that's probably going to taste terrible. I'm not buying that. It's going to taste like V8. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, we still have that problem, obviously. Um, and, you know, we have to overcome it, drive, drive trial. Um, luckily, you know, we're, we're part of a trend. There is a moving trend where more and more people are, are trying to experiment with no sugar options. Um what, you know, and one of the challenges we have is clearly like the no sugar, low sugar callouts are the most important because people aren't aware or th- can think that, oh, there could be vegetables in the ketchup or, or don't even realize, know what that means. If you say, oh, it's a vegetable ketchup, like um, they're like, well, isn't all ketchup vegetables? Well, only if you count corn syrup as a vegetable. But um, <clears throat> but the uh, so we were we were always for the past four years, we've really struggled with that, like trying to figure out, you know, what's the right call out, what's the right um, marketing play here to, to help introduce people to the product. Um, now, most people get really excited by the vegetable concept once they understand it. Um, but you have to be careful not to scare them away too much right away. Right. So, yeah. And when you do, we, and we suffer from the fact that there are other, not, there's no other vegetable ketchups out there. Um, in the u.s but there is a um uh there are a lot of, there are now a, quite a few low sugar or no sugar ketchups and those tend to taste terrible like they have a uh, and there's a lot and people are just used to seeing if something is healthy they assume it's going to taste bad too um so yeah uh, halo top ice cream had the same problem where when they try to advertise themselves as a low calorie ice cream people just avoided them because they assumed it would taste bad Right. So, right. um, you have to really do a lot to drive trial here, which is, um, you know, painful, but once it starts to build up and people start talking about it then, but then once people try and they realize it really tastes great and they realize how healthy it is, they become much bigger brand advocates for you. And you, you end up having to market less because you have your customers marketing for you. So I can imagine you've been out to a heap of stakeouts and barbecue events and stuff just to get into people's mouths so that their taste buds can do the talking rather than their uh, perception of brand. It's our biggest challenge right now with the, um, you know, with all the lockdowns here with uh, the pandemic, the COVID pandemic and, you know, not being able to do in-store demos, not being able to do, um, you know, field marketing events where we, because we, we, a lot of times we big part of our marketing was either in store doing samplings, um, or going to big events. Um, you know, we'd go to moms, uh, you know, parent events, or we would go to, um, uh, we did a lot of, uh, fitness focused events and diet focused events too, where we would have a booth and have people sample and give away coupons and stuff like that. And those were usually really, really effective for us. Um, we also reach out and work with dietitians a lot. Um, we try to we're trying to develop a, a brand ambassador program for dietitians because um, they are they tend to be you know great um, uh, champions for us, real real influencers for us that help out because they get it right away. And once they realize it's something that they're that they love being able to tell their give their clients something that's an immediate win, right? And you know we're an easy immediate win for for their clients because it tastes great and it's um, health, super healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Um, and I guess where can everybody that's listening find your products online? Okay. Well, if you go to um, True Made Foods uh, or so if you go to Amazon.com backslash True Made Foods um, or if you go to TrueMadeFoods.com, um, you can find out where we're sold or buy us off our website. Um, 
we're in um, a ton of stores now in the U.S. We're in um, all the Ahold brands like Stop and Shop and uh, Giant, uh, Giant Food, Giant Martin, and we're in Shoprite on the East Coast here, Wegmans. Um, we just we're about to launch Whole Foods nationally. Um, we're in Sprouts nationally. Um, we're in thirteen hundred WalMarts, and you can also. Um, we're about to find us in 1,100 Kroger locations. So Kroger is about to launch us in May um, in 1,100 of their locations as well. So significant number of stores now that you can find us across the country and uh, across the U.S. at least. Um, and then you can also find us online at truemadefoods.com or amazon.com backslash truemadefoods. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Um, and for anybody listening, if you've learned anything from this episode or you want to share it with a friend, maybe you've got a friend that's a mum that could definitely do with some of this information, send it over to your friends and your family and take a screenshot, upload it to Instagram or whichever social media platform you like to hang out and tag us both. Both myself and Abe's links will be in the show notes below so you can access everything. And so, Abe, just to wrap up, what is one piece of health information that you wish more people knew about? But I, I really wish people realized how much sugar is in, how much sugar is in their condiments and in their sauces, you know. And to also start demanding, and when you go into restaurants, um, to with the barbecue sauce, it's like don't ever order barbecue sauce at a restaurant because it is going to have sixteen grams of sugar per tablespoon, right? Or two to uh, you know eight grams of sugar per tablespoon, sixteen grams of sugar per serving. Um, you know, it's like diabetes in a bottle, uh, barbecue sauce, uh, ketchup has more sugar than ice cream. Um, barbecue sauce tends to have more sugar than a soda ounce per ounce. So be very careful, stay away from these things. Uh, demand that your the restaurants when you can go to restaurants again, demand that they serve healthier options, um, for condiments and, uh, you know, same avoid them on the retail shelves as well and look for healthier options. Start reading those labels. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time, Abe. I love what you're doing and I'm definitely happy to get you on here again sometime to talk more about it. So, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for doing what you're doing, Matty. Really appreciate it. No worries. We'll catch you soon. Awesome. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use, and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much, and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavor to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.